when when I was teaching, even though I, I loved it, uh, there were Mondays that I was helping all of a sudden at a snap of the finger became Fridays. And <laughs> I was hoping that September would magically turn into June and my, my summer would start. And I think a lot of people think that way. If I can just get to the weekend, if I can just get to vacation, life would be okay. But a lot of life happens in between. And it's really in between moments that you have to breathe and take, take it all in, accept it, because that is life that is happening right now. Thank you, thank you from my heart, from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, thank you from my heart, from the bottom of my heart. Stay connected to gratitude. Hit the follow button right now and join thousands of listeners tuning in each week. We're the gratitude seekers. Come join us. Hi, Gratitude Seeker. Welcome to a new episode of the Gratitude Podcast. Our guest today is a writer and a former award-winning high school English teacher. Despite being diagnosed with a rare neurological disease that impairs his movement, balance, eyesight, and speech, Jay presses on. He lives in the suburbs of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, with his wife and three kids and their dog, Maggie May. He makes dad jokes, keeps the house stoked with cereal, and will only accept a cordial invitation from Oprah to join her book club. We have Jay Armstrong here with us and his amazing story and... um, amazing personality i we we talked a little bit um before and i'm really happy to to have him here with us and um for him to share with us his story and um the gratitude that he's able to see and to experience in spite of um, his condition jay welcome to the gratitude podcast uh, thank you, Georgian. So, uh, so happy to be here today. My pleasure, my pleasure. So, let us know a little bit more about you, about uh, some of the things that uh, you have done in your life, and also, uh, like you shared with me before, um, what you've been working on um, mm-hmm. in the last eight years. Sure, sure. So my name is Jay Armstrong, and I grew up uh, right in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, in the United States. Um, I grew up in a, a blue-collar uh, town, neighborhood, 
uh, everybody went to work in the morning and and came home at night and ate dinner and lived very sort of uh, you know uh, middle class average life where they punch in and punch out and I always at a little as a little child. I had a dream of being a writer. I, I wanted to I wanted to tell stories. I just found that fascinating. And yet I didn't know anybody who told stories. Everybody had a job and went to work and that was that was life. Um, and so as I grew up, I, I thought about being a writer and, and telling stories uh, for a living. And yet telling stories for a living doesn't pay the bills unless you receive a sort of a high status in storytelling, like the great writers. Uh, for example, like Stephen King, he can live off of telling stories, but most people can't. So when I was a young man, I, I decided that I would become a teacher um, because teaching paid the bills and gave me a pension and I had medical benefits and I also wanted to get married and start a family and I, I realized I couldn't do that being a writer. So um, I sacrificed the writing dream for a more realistic dream and being a teacher was great. I, I loved it. It taught me so much about myself and how to communicate and also taught me how to be a better writer and storyteller. So um, I, I was a, a teacher. Uh, I taught English for almost 19 years. And then in 2013, I was diagnosed with a rare degenerative brain condition that slowly deteriorates my brain. And um, it was kind of the, the kick in the butt um, I needed to, to to kind of live out my dream, the dream that never left. Uh, the writer's dream was always there, kind of gnawing at my heart and soul. Uh, but it was something that I thought was childish. And then when I was diagnosed and I got sick, I realized that now was the time to live out that dream because uh, nothing is guaranteed. And so in 2013, I began writing these stories. And um, stories are uh, about my life and stories are to my children. But really under it all, it's about me trying to slow down time and figure out who I am. And I think that is a crisis that you and I and everyone else is involved in. Um, Time is relentless, and yet we need time to figure out who we are and what we want to become. And so the book really is about just that, trying to find out who you are and trying to have the, the courage and audacity to live out your dream. Because I, I think everyone has a dream, but not everyone has the, the courage and the audacity to live it out. So in this book, I, it's it's me living out my dream, uh, and I'm I'm very proud of, of 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 the book and and what it has become. What a wonderful gift to the world! Uh, someone that has the courage to to live his dream. I think this yeah. is uh, this is something wonderful, and 
uh, it definitely teaches us a lot by by example so um i'm i'm really curious uh from your perspective as as a writer how would you define gratitude um hmm. you know gratitude for me is hard work um there it, it takes a certain grit um it really requires you to look inward uh first i i think you know to define gratitude is introspection um it takes introspection to develop a sort of gratitude that you can give to the world not just a gratitude for like show i mean you have to really want to do it um i i i i equate gratitude to like working out uh trying to develop uh, your your health um to lose weight all those things take grit and they take grind and they take hard work you know um i i i went to a store the other the other day and i saw on the rack um a t-shirt and right across the chest of the t-shirt it said the word gratitude and i laughed because gratitude is not as easy as putting on a t-shirt um i i i think just because you put it on doesn't mean you're grateful um <laughs> you really you have to work at it so gratitude takes a lot of of grit and if i can use my own story um you know when i was diagnosed there was a moment of just you know sadness and terror and you know i it was just i was to use a a, a three-letter word sad i i was just really sad that i was not going to be able to live out my dreams and life was coming to an end but uh, i <laughs> I stayed alive long enough to realize that that you know life is all about perspective and over the years I became very grateful not only for um my experiences but what I have to look forward to and learning that learning that perspective took a lot of of work so what is gratitude gratitude is work <laughs> <laughs> well i love that perspective i think it's it's very mature and very realistic um it's and it makes a lot of sense because we have so many challenges in in life and so many things that keep us from being grateful and mm. um so many things that stack up against us um right. feeling grateful and indeed it's it's something that takes great that we need to work on to balance these things out and um i think this is very important because when we when we are aware of it um it's much easier for us to uh to know that it's not something uh that that comes really fast it's just something that takes time but that can have some some important benefits in, in our life mm -hmm. and speaking of that 
how do you feel your perspective on life has improved after um, choosing gratitude and working on gratitude? Yeah. Um, when when b before I was sick, um, when I was let's say healthy, <clears throat> I I I didn't stop uh, to really ex enjoy what what i have and what was unfolding in front of me um uh, uh, part of the book there there's a little uh, story in the beginning about uh watching my children uh leave for school on the first day and seeing their smiles and then watching them climb on the bus and and leave and watching the bus kind of trail away in the in the distance. And it's such a relatable story, simple story. In fact, on on that day, you know, there was a handful of parents doing the and you know, around the world around the world. I mean, everybody watches, parents watch their children leave for school. And it is such a in a pedestrian experience, but it does teach us a lot because for years i never witnessed that moment i was always involved in my own life my own work i i i didn't realize the power of that moment and and so you know as they were leaving they were going off into the world into their own lives and and for me that was so powerful because i realized that i need to stop i need to slow down i need to become more appreciative of what i have and and the goals that i want to accomplish i need time to to make those things a reality so for me gratitude is is about just really slowing things down um unfortunately we live in a very fast world and we don't let time uh become our friend time is kind of our enemy um it's always passing there's never enough time and and you know it's funny um when when i was teaching even though i i loved it uh there were mondays that i was hoping all of a sudden at a snap of the finger became fridays and <laughs> i was hoping that september would magically turn into june and my my summer would start and i think a lot of people think that way if i can just get to the weekend if i can just get to vacation life would be okay but a lot of life happens in between and it's really in between moments that you have to breathe and take take it all in accept it because that is life that is happening right now that's so true and that's so so wise yeah we tend to, to to drift off until the weekend we tend to um hope that the days will pass faster somehow and we'll get to the good stuff <laughs> but yeah yeah the, we we a lot of times we think the good stuff is out there you know somewhere in the in the ether uh we will get to the good stuff later but there, for me at least, there was a shift in mindset that the good stuff is right now. And I just have to awaken myself to realize that. That's so true. 
and yeah that that was my realization um a few years ago when i discovered gratitude as well that nothing has to change on the on the outside for for me to be really really grateful and and really happy right and, um yeah since then i i've been exploring this topic because i thought it was it was really fascinating um that nothing actually needed to change for for me to have a different state so right that right. was so powerful and so interesting yeah yeah you know it, it's funny it's 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 we often think that if we can get one more thing or if we can get somewhere um that we will find gratitude but gratitude is just a shift in mindset it's it's what we focus on um that gives us gratitude so if we focus on the negatives in our life yeah we're, we're not going to be grateful uh but if we if we focus on the good things the little things uh for example i i take my my dog may may for a walk every morning and even though we go around the neighborhood and we pass the same houses every every morning um i i really just i i i really try to focus on the sky uh, because when we walk it's shifting from dark to light and i really just just try to look at it and be be thankful focus on the change that is unfolding in front of me and whole most days it puts me in a good mindset so um you know it's what we focus on that brings us that gratitude exactly yeah you could think okay i i have to do this every morning uh, it's the same old uh uh houses the same uh the same places that i've seen that i'm seeing every day yeah but you can also have this this perspective and it makes such a big difference yeah and uh you've, you've actually anticipated uh, one of my questions uh what are some things that uh that you're grateful for um so every every day um i i do five things and those five things i am very very grateful for um you know i i'll, I'll explain those five things but i early on I, I thought you know i had to do big things um you know there there's a lot of you can go on the internet and you can type into google how to be more grateful and and there's a lot of things you know I, I thought that i guess i was naive I, I thought that i had to like every day like donate money or every day i had to go out and find uh you know a charity and, and give away canned goods or clothes um i and that stuff is all great but it's not realistic uh it, it's it's kind of like uh if you want to lose weight and right away you were like i want to lose 50 pounds um and you worked out very hard in the first two weeks but then you get burned out and then you stop working out and then that's it and you lose that dream of dropping 50 pounds um 
to lose the weight, you need to work out consistently every day. And you maybe don't go hard every day, but you work out consistently. So I think gratitude is similar that people want to be grateful all at once. Well, if I do this, you know, these amazing things early on, I'll find gratitude. But gratitude can't real slip away. So, you know, to go back, I said, you know, the grit of gratitude. Gratitude is hard work. It's daily commitment to to bettering yourself. So I, I try to do five things every day and five things that I can do without, um, you know, going anywhere. They do take effort, but they are five manageable things. And they are they are reading. I think reading is so important um, to to build your own creativity, but to also be grateful for other people's experiences. Uh, the grind it takes to write a book, I know that firsthand. And anytime I read, and I read every day. I'm always grateful that I read. There's never a day where I'm like, man, I wish I didn't read today. Um, there's always you know, a moment uh, every day that I read that I'm thankful that I read. Number two for me is writing. Uh, I, I write every day. Uh, writing for me is a physical exercise, a mental exercise, but it also makes me appreciate the voice, the writing voice that I developed. Um, so I work on that every day. The third thing is exercising. For me, uh, I, I try to work body, mind, and soul every day. And, and unfortunately, with my illness, I can't, you know, lift weights the way I used to. But my exercise, walking and some light, light uh, resistant training, but learning, working my body every day and valuing my physical body is really important for, for gratitude. Uh, number four is I always try to make my kids laugh every day. Uh, hearing their laughter, the sound of their, their laughter, um, just makes me smile, makes me glad to be alive. And it doesn't take much to make, you know, children laugh. Uh, my, my daughter is 13 and you know, she's, be, she's a teenager and life is getting really serious. Um, so I, I try to, to pull her away from the seriousness of it all because, I mean, I have a disease that is not going to stop and it's going to be relentless. Um, but I have to have a sense of humor with it. If I can't laugh at it, if I can't find little moments uh, of, of humor in it, I'm, I'm going to self-destruct. So learning to, to find humor in life is, is something that helps with gratitude. And um, number five is I always hug my wife every day. Uh, it's not the same time, but just showing my physical appreciation for is really important. Um, and I, I think that helps us um, as a couple uh, communicate. And she knows when I have bad days, um, she can tell. And so I, she knows that I need her and I lean on her. On her. Uh, literally, figuratively, I do lean on her. So 
showing my appreciation to her every day is really important for, for me to develop that gratitude mindset that I need to have every day. So those are my five things that I, th- I need to do every day. And I, I think that everyone else listening can develop their own um, strategies for gratitude. And they don't have to be big things. They can be very small things that bring a life uh, meaning. That's so true. And I, I love everything that you, that you shared. And um, basically, you gave us a, a recipe for gratitude and for happiness, which is uh, really profound and I believe can be an inspiration for, for many people. Um, I, I really love all of the things that you've shared. And um, I think each one is, is very powerful. And when you're able to do them all consistently, mm. like you said, it makes uh, a really big difference in time. Yeah, and um, it relates very well to the to those five days um, yeah. of the week, uh, not just the the two of the weekend or um, mm. the ones when when we're when we're free when we're on holiday or something. Um, and these things we can do each day, and this is where the the power lies. And, you are right. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I think Thank it's you. amazing. Thank you so much for for sharing that with us. Sure. So um, we are nearing the end of our time together, and I wanted to ask you um, to share a bit more about your book, about uh, what you've written about, and what our audience can expect from reading it. Yeah. Um... As I said earlier, the the book is about dreams and having the courage to to live out your dreams. But it's also about the power of stories. Um, we we all have stories, stories that need to be told, and yet we 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 don't often tell those stories. Maybe fear of shame or rejection um we have a hard time accepting those stories for me um if i didn't tell these stories i i i would have self-destructed a a long time ago it was a a form of therapy but the book itself is found on a study that was done in in nineteen in the mid nineteen nineties uh, about children and stories, and the study um, was done in America was a five year study on the impact that stories and knowing a family's history has on children, and what they found out was that children who knew their own family history they knew about the struggles that their parents went through and their grandparents they became not only um, more resilient but more grateful because they knew what they came from they knew that their parents had endured Um, and so i wanted to write a book that was for my children 
um, tell them through life if if I'm not with them in the near future. I wanted them to be able to kind of like a field guide to life, you know. Um, I I might be gone, but my stories and my experiences are still there. So I want to write a book for them that they can go to to help them with you know their own struggles. But I also wanted to write a book for everyone about stories. And that's the one thing that we we have, rich, poor. Uh, it doesn't matter who, you know, our status. We have stories worth telling. So I really wanted to write a book that inspired people to tell their story in, in maybe, maybe it's just to their child at night. Uh, or, or maybe they decide to write a book, but uh, bedtime stories for the living is just that it is stories that help you tell your own story. That's wonderful and very beautiful and very generous of you. Thank, you. thank you for 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 doing this for for all of us. Um, where can, when and where can um, our listeners get the book? Sure. So the book will be available on Amazon on December 3rd, 2021. Um, after December 3rd, it will be available um, in, in bookstores and in uh, libraries as well. But December 3rd will be the first opportunity to buy it on Amazon. You can buy hardback, so, uh, cover, soft cover, uh, and also ebook as well. Wonderful. Wonderful. So thank you very much for being here with us, for sharing your story, and for all of the amazing ideas that you shared with us. Thank you. Sure. Thanks for uh, having me. Hey, Gratitude Seeker. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this interview. I really appreciate it. And if you could think of one person that would also benefit from it, share it with them. It might actually be the inspiration that they need to make their day or maybe even their life much better. Thank you so much once again. This has been Georgian Benta. Don't forget to keep seeking and spreading gratitude.